Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace Veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Good morning, America. We're blasting out. In a, actually, it's afternoon here in Chicago. It's morning someplace else. But we're on AM 1160 here that has a downloadable app, by the way. Get out there on am1160.com, and you can find the, la- the app to download and listen to us anywhere. So no excuses if you're out there in the soccer field or someplace else. You can listen to Faith Marketplace. And um, also go out and check us out on our website, faithmarketplace.com. So Faith Marketplace is here to equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, have I got one in studio today. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace, and I'm also the founding partner of the Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development sales skills and training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai, we say we put the win back in your sales. And boy, I am so excited with our guest in studio today. I had the privilege and honor of talking to her months ago. It seems like practically months ago, but it, it didn't seem that long. So I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Vanessa Scott Thompson. She's the vice president of program for a company called Elam Christian Services. And boy, are you going to be wanting to know about that. But she goes by the name of Dr. V, so that's what we're going to call her today. <laughs> Welcome, Dr. V. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I am so excited to have you in studio. I am too. And I know, folks, you can't see this, but she has got a smile that lights up the world. <laughs> I mean, seriously. O'Hara could use her smile to beacon in the plains, you know. And we're right by that, too. The studio's right here by, by that. Hey, listen, um, Dr. V, you know, you did something that was kind of interesting to me. You have a quote that you you. you it's kind of the inspiration for you, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you share that with our audience? And what's it, what, why is that a quote that it's important to you? Yep. So about 12 years ago when I first entered leadership, um, God dropped in my spirit, Joshua 1.3. Mm-hmm. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. And the reason I believe God gave me that scripture is because um, he knew that I was going to be a change agent in every place mm-hmm. that I was going to lead in, probably for the rest of my career. And so what I found is that every job that I go to, God reminds me of Joshua 1-3, but then he gives me a special scripture for the place that he sends me to. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so you have a special scripture? I have a special scripture for Elam. What's that? It is, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And I didn't understand why he gave me that scripture until I got to Elam. Well, we're good. (laughs) You guys stay tuned, folks, because there's a story behind that that... Vanessa shared with me, and that's why 12 years ago, what was special about 12, 12 years, years ago? I entered my first assistant principalship in education, oh, okay. and so it was my first leadership position. Wow. Yes. So that was a very pivotal moment for Very you, right? pivotal moment for me. I had just got my doctorate, entered an assistant principal role. I was working in my community. It was just, uh, it was synergy, really. Wow. Well, let's let this audience know, did Vanessa, Dr. Vanessa, or Dr. V come out of Bouncing Baby Girl, Christian Girl? 
Um, well, I'm, I was raised in a house. It's actually funny. My dad is a minister, but he only became a minister in his 70s. But we've known <laughs> it for 20 something years. <laughs> However, um, I was born to two parents on the west side of Chicago mm-hmm. in the Austin community. Um, okay. And so I have been a I have been drugged to church my entire life. Right. Um, that's all that I know. And so mom is a Christian education teacher. Wow. Dad is a minister. And we had Saturday night devotions. So that's kind of something I don't talk about much. But right. my dad for 10 years has Saturday night devotions with us where he input the word of God and songs wow. and scripture in us. Wow. And I didn't appreciate any of that until I got grown. Because when you are 10 and 12, which is what my sister and I were, it's like, are you kidding? Are we really about to sit here and talk about Jesus for the next two hours? <laughs> we did. <laughs> We got it. And when I got older, I understood that he was trying to make sure that we, we knew our faith. You know, it's really interesting about that story because that's, a, that's an interesting combination, your mother being an educator and your yes. father being an in- minister. And, and what I look at is that our jobs are ministry. Yes. And you specifically being in education, chip off the old block there yes. with mom. Yep. And you're also ministry. <laughs> so, Dad, it sunk in somewhere along the line, right? <laughs> wow, that is really, that's a fascinating combination. Now, why just say that you, he, he became a ministry in his 70s, because, but well before that? Yes, so his, my dad was a, um, he's a retired electrician for the railroad. Mm-hmm. But the way he had been teaching the Bible for the 40-something years he taught it, we, knew, we all knew he should have been a minister, but he stayed a deacon a very long time. And oh, so when okay. he finally said, God has called me to preach, I remember laughing out loud because he was like, what's so funny? I was like, because everybody knew it but you. And so <laughs> he didn't find it funny, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> well, you know what might be part of that, Vanessa, was that, you know, he had a family to raise. Yeah, he had a that's family true. to, to that's take true. care of. Right. And, you know... Uh, Famously, ministry doesn't play, play real true. well. No. So, you know, that might have been the other thing. And, and maybe God just, you know, it, mm. at that point in time, and just like what you just talked, we talked about, how, what that point in time 12 years ago, yeah. when God came down, he said, okay, yep. you know, and gave you those, uh, <clears throat> the scripture verses <laughs> yep. too. Um, <clears throat> so growing up, so you went through, and you grew up on the West Side. Uh-huh. And then what happened past that? Where'd you go first college? Where would you go? So I actually, I'm a Chicago baby. And so I yeah. went to Whitney Young for high school. Okay. I went to DePaul for undergrad. Uh, my favorite school. Very, uh, <laughs> and then know. I went to Loyola for my master's and doctorate. Yeah. Yep. How would you contrast the education between DePaul and Loyola? So they're both faith-based. <clears throat> yes. um, I think the difference is that in, in DePaul, the... The, reli- the religious aspect and the social justice is more subtle, mm. whereas at Loyola, it is really more prominent. They really okay. want you to understand that you are here in the earth to promote social justice. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, in two fabulous schools, if it wasn't for the fact they're in the shadow of the University <laughs> of Chicago <laughs> and true. Northwestern <laughs> University, I'm thoroughly convinced both of those would be <laughs> the top two competing schools, you know, and, and certainly at some level in sports, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, yeah, what a, a great, terrific education you had. There. Yeah. Now, was there anything that drew you specifically to those schools? For DePaul, my mother is a graduate of DePaul. Ah, okay. 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 And so, and then Loyola, it just was um, just really trying to understand more about the Jesuit tradition and mm. the social justice. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really. And I know that's on your heart. The it social is. Justice. It is. We talked about that, and we're going to get into that a little bit more because we're going to see how that career progressed. <laughs> 
and where God's got you planted where you're at right, right. now and some of the things that happen with that. Uh, what other things going up as a kid, you know, uh, hobbies, interests, what, 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 I mean, or dreams about what you're going to be when you grew up? So um, my childhood dream, do not laugh, was okay. to be president of the United States of America. Why is that? La- that's not laughable. Well, I'm going to tell you why it was laughable, because <laughs> I really, one of my childhood heroes was Shirley Chisholm. She was the first mm. person to run for, I believe, one of the political offices back yeah. in the day when nobody else was doing it. Right. So I was like, oh, I want to be like Shirley Chisholm. Um, what I've understood, though, is that God is still calling me to lead. It's just not lead in that political arena. Got it. Okay. But you had political aspirations. I did. I used to. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you found out. You know, good for you. <laughs> education has been a better yeah. It's been a better fit. Well, you know, the thing about from a foundational standpoint, my good, goodness, the work. I mean, I, I am so humbled by – my daughter's a teacher. Oh. And I'm so humbled by uh, people that are in that profession and yes. molding and shaping yes. their lives. I mean, she's a third-grade school teacher. Hmm. She also is a uh, Golden Apple Teacher Award Oh, winner, that's too, really so. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing. I mean, she's my little overachiever. Yeah. <laughs> really, I, yeah, I could go on and on, but I won't. That's <laughs> We're here about you. We're not here about her. So uh, you've got a family. I you, do. Yeah. I do. So I have a husband, Charles, who I've been mm. married to this April, 20 years. Oh, congratulations. Um, and then I have two kiddos. Well, I actually have a young man and a kiddo. So okay. my young man is Joshua. He is okay. he is a freshman at a university. I cannot say because oh he will kill goodness, me. Oh, my goodness. Holy. And then I have an eight-year-old, um, Zoe, who is like the light in our family. She's like the firecracker. She is okay. the energizer bunny. She keeps going and going and going and going. <laughs> I bet you she is the delight of your parents and, and of your uh, siblings. Yes. Now, how many siblings do you have? I have three sisters. And so, wow. Oh, my God. Um, and we're all named these. So my oldest sister is Vita, my second sister is Valencia, and my baby sister is Valeria. Wow. Yeah. Now, why that theme? Why the V theme? The V. I think that came from Dad. That's the V theme. So Really? Yeah. Wow. It's quite fascinating. That's interesting. <laughs> so that's maybe the way you could remember all your names. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow. Yes. But you are known famously in your household as Dr. V. Dr. V, professionally, okay. yes. Yeah. Now, um, your mother from an educator, what, what did she teach? Yeah, my mother was a, um, a Chicago public school teacher, retired. Wow. She taught a lot of grades. Um, uh-huh. Third grade was one of her favorites. Okay. But she ended her career as a reading specialist no kidding. yes wow. was she also on the south side or near west she side? was in the she taught on the west side west side in the lawndale neighborhood yes lawndale neighborhood. Mm-hmm. god bless her yes Boy, absolutely is, man you have my undying admiration first of all <laughs> with what you do but boy what she did yes that's really yes that's 30 uh, 33 years that's she gave combat duty there yeah, well, you know it's yes. <laughs> combat duty well i can't believe we're coming up here in the end of our first segment my goodness it and the bright sunny skies we have here in Chicago, spring is in the air. It you is. know, I could hear the sounds. I could hear the birds chirping. Actually, it wasn't the birds chirping. It was my wife has this bird thing now that she uses as her alarm. Okay. And I, I thought, wow, they're out in snow on the ground. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's crazy the other day. Hey, well, listen, I'm proud to announce and welcome the Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small and medium-sized businesses to be effective and efficient in getting results for their marketing technology. With a vast experience of Inbound Studio builds websites, inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. 
As a result, the company has evolved into being a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I want to encourage you to get out there and check out both our website, the beautiful work they did for us, but also you can check them out at inboundstudio.studio. Again, inboundstudio.studio. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here today with my special in-studio guest, Dr. Vanessa Scott Thompson. And um, she goes by Dr. V. What a great brand. And then she's got four (laughs) siblings that got V's in their names. You know, three sisters with V's. I, I couldn't even... Imagine that growing <laughs> up, okay? Hey, uh, Dr. V, let's talk about the, what are these takeaways today that you want this audience to have? Because I know you had a couple real real crisp takeaways that you want the audience to be able to take away out of the, our conversation. What are those? Absolutely. I want to share about the work that I do at Elam, mm-hmm. um, which is where I currently work as a vice president of program. Right. And I also want to share about my new book. I'm an inaugural author of a yeah. book that I wrote that is Christian-based. Oh, boy. <laughs> boy, folks, you really stay tuned for this. And we have a special offer, too, by the way. So you got to listen, okay? you got to stay tuned. Otherwise, you're not going to know about the offer. You're not going to get to take advantage of it. And Dr. V has been very generous to do this today. So let's um, let's talk about, the, you know, the uh, Elam. So what... Um, Let's talk a little bit about Let's let people know what that is. Now, prior to Elam, though, mm-hmm. let's, let's take them through a quick little run as to what was the progression of your career after okay. you got out, of, got out of school? So when I got out of college, um, so I'm about to tell you my whole career mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. I have been a teacher. Mm-hmm. I have been a coordinator in a college. I have been an assistant director in a college. I have been a instructional coach in a high school an assistant principal in a high school, and a principal of both elementary, middle school, and high school. Oh, my goodness. I have been some of everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And that's because I have learned that when I go into a place, I am going to do what God has called me to do. And then mm-hmm. when he says it's time to shift, I shift. And so um, how I got to Elam is that at my last place, I was a principal of an all-girls school. Okay. We were actually um, transitioning and closing. Um, and so God allowed me to find out about this job at Elam like early that spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I reached out to the president of um, Elam, which is Dr. Bill Lodewijk. Um, And Bill at the time was like, um, I'm actually at the end of my, you know, search. So I'm not really interested in looking at more applications. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part of the yes. story. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. So a couple weeks later, I get this odd email from Bill saying, hey, can we meet at like a coffee shop or something? I'm thinking, are you serious? He was like, yeah. So we meet at this coffee shop near my house, and we have our first cup of coffee. And at the end of that, um, he still tells a story that he knew that I was going to work for Elam. I can't really tell that because I had some other great job offers. <laughs> yeah, great. But um, my son actually was the one that nudged me to work at Elam. He said, Mom, your faith and um, your work in education is, probably, is, is going to combine now. Right. In your work. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And that's what uh, I was so excited about. But there's been, uh, you know, coming into that, those some challenges with that, wasn't it? Yeah. So it it is believed that I am the first person of color in the executive leadership team of our organization. Wow. And this, how old is it? 70 been? years. Wow, 70 years. And so um, I have walked into an organization that does good work, but we mm-hmm. are really trying to become, like Jim Collins says, from good to great, yeah, right? right. And also, too, we are really, um, I have really brought in a perspective of, cultural competency, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Like, how do we make sure that um, we live up to our core? We have three core values, right? Okay. So we're we're Christ-centered. Right. 
we all have value and purpose, and we are learning and sharing community. And I'm really trying to make sure that we enhance that we are um, we all have value and purpose. Okay. Yep. Now, was that you know that was a bit of resistance or, or what? They just had blinders on. They didn't really um, understand. I don't a lot know if that? it's resistance. I think it's just you don't know what you don't, don't know. know. Okay, very good. Well said. Yep. Didn't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And so, how do you go about? You know, enlightening. In <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I take this cultural competency journey with the executive leadership team first. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we broaden that out um, right after the George Floyd things. Right. Uh, okay. With the entire leadership team. OK. And now we are getting ready. to, And we also have an inaugural diversity and inclusion committee that started last year. Yay. And we're, wow. we're getting ready to branch out into starting to do some surveys about our culture and climate and DNI just to see where are we at, right? Where are you at, right? Yeah, so that yeah, we yeah. can know where else we need to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to sound pretty cruel. Okay. <clears throat> frankly, I think that the, what we went through in this last two years was hopefully something that really accelerated this thing hmm. for Elam. Hmm. And, and it's not to glorify what happened in any mm-hmm. way. It's just to say that I think... God had as a plan, hmm. and there's certain, like you had, these certain inflection points when things can happen. Mm-hmm. And it opened up, I think, for this particular organization, something that maybe <clears throat> was very needed for a long time. It was, but I'll tell you this. The work had started seven to eight months prior to the George Floyd stuff. And okay. so the executive but, team was very aware that we needed to shift. It's just that that ah, okay. became the impetus then to move it even further. Yeah. But were you on board at that time? Yes, I okay. was. Okay. Yep, okay. I brought that with me. <laughs> okay. So you were you uh, you were the impetus to get the them started. Yes, get you it, got get it. Going. You got it. And then that happened, and yes. boom, it really shined a bright light yes. on everything. And said, absolutely, man, we now you guys get it, right? Yes. <laughs> and they go, oh yeah, we get it now. Oh, that's great. Oh, yes. and that's God's work. It is. That is God's work. It is. So now it makes a lot of sense. Where the the two things that you said you're. You're guiding, you know, scriptural verse that you started yes. with. And then the one he planted on you specifically for, for Elam. One. Yes. For Elam. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, does Elam have a, na- a specific name or an acronym? What's that mean, Elam? Um, it's ECS. It's Elam <laughs> Christian Services. And so it is a, I know it's a scripture. I don't know what book of the Bible it's from, but it talks about the 12 wills of Elam. 12 wills of Elam. Mm-hmm. And is that a, 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 It's a scripture a, reference. And I. Uh, is there a character that? That's no, in there? no. And I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now. This is okay. not good. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Well, you know, every once in a while I surprise people by asking okay. questions. Because I didn't know. I, didn't, yep, I, I, I get it. I, and I knew there was a, a reference to it mm-hmm. somewhere, but yes. that's okay, too. So you, you said these three things, that really the core things that you want to do. How are we doing on those right now? If you just score what your work has been and, and how Elon is doing, how would you score that? So the, the three core values, the Christ-centered, we got that down. Right. The all having value and purpose. We are really working hard on that, right? Because we do a great job with our students and participants, and we're trying to make sure we do just the greatest job with our employees. We have 365 or 70 employees. No kidding. We wow, do. Big, yeah. We do. And then we are learning and sharing community. I We do that often because I'm actually the VP of program over school, right. adult services, and learning. Right. And our learning helps to provide professional development to our entire um, organization. This has got to be kind of a whiteboard moment for you, isn't it? Because you can you literally get to write this out. I mean, you, because of all your background, you uh-huh. know, someone's right. Yeah. This is a culmination of everything it you've is. been doing up it this is. point in time. And now you got a whiteboard up here, it right? Is. That you can take and really... Right. But God this is, is the part that you're missing, though. I didn't what? even tell you this. I just got, because my lovely boss, Bill, loves to give me more stuff to do. 
about a month ago, I'm now over human resources because, (laughs) (laughs) and I'll tell you why. It really is because out of the 365 to 70 employees that we have, about 300 of those are touched by human resources. So it made sense during our restructuring to bring human resources under my arm so that we can also pair them with our learning, provide professional development, and help to develop our people even better. Because again, we want to go from good to great. Let's do something here, because people are on the edge of their seat. What the heck is Elam Christian Services? <laughs> I get it. So let's tell them now what the heck this is we've been talking about. So Elam Christian Services is a two-campus community in both Crestwood and in Orland Park. We have a school where we serve developmental students with developmental disabilities from ages 3 to 22. We also have an adult services arm where we serve adults with dis- developmental disabilities from ages 3 to death. And so we find ourselves at a crossroads where, particularly in our school, where school districts struggle Mm. to support students, we pick up that mantle. And so our students have um, autism. Our students have, um, they're medically fragile. You know, there are just a lot of, there's a variety of disabilities that we serve. But in our school in particular, we have so many specialists that help to support the development of our students. So we have occupational therapists, physical therapists, speech language pathologists, behavior therapists, social workers. And I know I'm missing a group or two. Yeah. Um, teachers, paraprofessionals. We have we have a holistic approach to making sure that when our students graduate at 22, that they are ready to contribute to society in a positive way with their life skills. Now, you said something really important, too, about this, what really sets it apart is when you have a, a special needs adult, mm-hmm. because and the parents are no longer there or anybody mm-hmm. to take care of them, mm-hmm. you pick up the ball from there, right? So we, we do day services, and we also have um, a lot of our adults live in what we call SILAs, right? So SILAs okay. are houses for um, persons with developmental disabilities so mm-hmm. that when their guardians or when their family is no longer able to take care of them, or they've even passed on to live with the Lord, mm-hmm. there is still some staff that will take care of them the other 16 or 18 hours that they're not with us doing our day services. And, and you really take on some difficult uh, issues for people as we far do. as well, the kind of uh, we do. disabilities they have, We right? do. Yeah, why don't you share a couple quick so, of, those, of those? Yeah, so, uh, so we have, so for example, in our school, we can have a student who is they may be on the autism spectrum, but they're mm-hmm. also nonverbal. So then they right. need a communication device, right? right. They also may have behaviors. Um, and so our behavior therapists help them to understand how they can ask for what they need using their communication device or even with a little bit of sign language. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have students who have personal care needs, right? So if a mm-hmm. student is in a wheelchair, we may have to train our staff to give them feedings, to give them medicine, to when you take them to the, you know, the lavatory to be Mm -hmm. able to help them to do that in a way that is still um, their dignity. Right. But also Mm -hmm. make sure that they go home, you know, the same way that they were sent to us. Right. Right. Which is clean and healthy. Right. That's wow. God sent you a bunch of angels to invite you to be able to do all that. My (laughs) goodness. Holy smokes. Yes. We have a great staff. And, you know, and it's such a need because there's not enough organizations out there that really give, especially for parents. I know uh, there's several centers kind of around the Chicagoland area that do that. But in even in school systems, they don't do a very good job of some of this stuff. And I've had, you know, a number of people I know that have special needs students hmm. and they've had to move Got it. closer to those locations so that they could get the quality of uh, education care that they, hmm. they so deserve. I can't believe this one is up already. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, folks, listen, <laughs> you got to come back. And I'm going to tease you with this. 
Vanessa's got a very special offer today that we're going to be giving away. So you got to come back. I'll give the announcement the first thing when we get back, I promise. But uh, she's got a special uh, gift that she's giving away today, so you're going to want to come back and know about that and how to get that gift. But I want you to stay close here. We're on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. You can come back, and I'll be with my interview with Dr. V. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with my special guest, Dr. V. But first, before we do that, are you looking for ways to increase your business? I hope you are out there. Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experiencing network with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the Propriety G7 application, share leads, prayer requests, and increase visibility with the entire G7 network. I'm happy to announce that I'm now the region, one of the regional directors for G7, and this thing is exploding across the country. So chapters are forming throughout all of Chicagoland area. Go out there and check out g7networking.com. And also uh, text me here at 312-210-0603 if you have an interest with the keyword G, letter G, and the numeral 7. And I'll get back to you and let you know more about what that's all about. Well, again, we're back here with our special guest, Dr. V., uh, and I'm not going to go into a whole big diatribe here, but she is the Vice President of Programming for Elam Christian Services. When If you missed the last segment, you got to be listening to that over again. Um, but she's got a special gift today. So I've teased you guys enough, and she has been very generous <laughs> with us today. We are going to be giving away a uh, copy of her new book, brand new off the press, A Foundation Basic for New Members, Teaching Student Manual. Uh, and that will be, she's going to give away three copies of that. So if you would text us at uh, 312-210-0603 with the keyword foundation, and we're going to get you one of those three copies in your hand. So get out there and do that. 312-210-0603, keyword foundation. And Dr. V, what is in this book? So this book was actually birthed at my former church. Um, shout out to Heritage International Christian Church, Bishop Dwight Gunn. Um, I took over new members class at that church, and I wrote a curriculum teachers for teachers and for students. So it's like a dual. It's, it's interfacing and it's dual. Well, what I didn't realize was that the curriculum could be made into a book. And so mm. in 2020, um, God dropped in my spirit to take the curriculum and build it out. So okay. Bef- so in the now with the with the teacher manual, in the beginning of it, um, I give you a structure about how to set up your qu- Christian education courses in your churches, right? Okay. In a student manual, I provide ch- students with church etiquette and some of the the things that we talk about in church that are so unknown, and okay. we think people know, but we should okay. explain it. Because I, I wanted to stop you because I wanted okay. to tip it because we're gonna we're gonna put some meat on this thing okay. in, in a little bit later. <laughs> okay. I wanted to finish up with Elam so that people okay. knew how to get a hold of you. Uh, what that was about? Are you taking new students? Or we what's are. Our, we are. So you, you have how many people there now? So we have two hundred and twenty students, and we have about two hundred adults that we serve. Wow! 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 Yep. And two different campuses. It's right. it's it's well yes it's two different campuses, but the majority of our campus is in Crestwood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do people find out more about this? So they need to go to our website. 
elamcs.org, um, and they will find any information that they need for school and adult services. And those tabs are labeled just like that, so that you can know exactly. Yeah, that's a fabulous website that you have. It was really good, and that, that is E L I M, folks. That's Elam. Okay, so you get out there. And uh, then you'll also find out the history of Elam, okay, if you go out there. <laughs> We're going to keep that a secret right now, but <clears throat> you can go out and get that. Um, how do how do you get students? How do how do people find out about this? So actually, we um, serve 66 school districts. So in order ah. for your child to be able to attend our school, you really have to work with your school district mm. to get them referred. Um, because we are a specialty school, right, with therapeutic yes. day school. Right. And so that's how parents can – so parents can reach out to us, but we're going to direct them to go back to work with their districts. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. So you are coordinating it with yes. the, the, the local schools yes. and everything like that. absolutely. Because they're overwhelmed with this stuff, aren't they? They're not really equipped to handle Well, there a lot of school districts are equipped to handle students with disabilities, but not necessarily those with severe there disabilities. Fu- functioning. Exactly. High functioning, right. Mm-hmm. And you tipped to me a little bit, and I just want to just end it with this. You tipped to me a couple practical things that you're teaching. We take for granted. What are yes. a couple of those things? We teach exit skills. And so we're trying to make sure that our, that our students, when they leave us, they know how to engage in a conversation in a grocery store, right? Mm. Or be able to tie their shoe or be able to tell somebody what their name and address is just in case they might mm. get separated, you know, right. from a group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And life skills. And finance, banking, you know, yeah. like how do you write a check or mm-hmm. do, do life skills. Yeah, life you, skills. You're right. And, we, and, and folks, this is so monumental because we take a lot of this for granted. And, and I know that a lot of you have been touched by this, some with a family member or friend or something like that. So I'm hoping that you are uh, taking this information down and reaching out and, and um, sharing that with other people you know that really need to have this valuable information. Okay. Here's the deal. That's Let's why I want to stop you about that book. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's get into this book. Okay. I am excited about this you book. You should be excited um, about this book. My release date actually was the um, whatever, the 2-22-22. So yeah. I was excited about that. It was two right. weeks ago. Um, but this book really is um, just a tool for pastors, Christian education teachers, Bible study teachers. I've now found out new Christians to learn about key topics, salvation. The Godhead, the armor of God, spiritual gifts, all the stuff that we talk about in church when you first join, but you don't necessarily know the information. And I try to do it in a very practical and easy way. So people would think that this book was really hard to read. It's really not. Now, if you look on the Amazon reviews, and yes, I'm sending you to Amazon to buy the book. <laughs> yeah, right. The Amazon reviews have been pretty, um, pretty good about you know that people find this book easy to read and easy to handle. Yeah. No. You were prompted to do this because you had an experience with this. Yes. Okay, yes. So why don't you share that? Yes. So at my former church, when I was asked to take over new members, um, there had there was a um, opportunity for me to create something new since I was going to be the one taking it over. Right. Right. Because um, I had experienced new members class um, during that point, And I was just like, mm, I wonder, could this be done differently? Didn't know I would have an opportunity to. Right. When I was asked to take it over. Right. Yep. So that was the prompting there yep. for you and saying, you know, if I was to do this, yes. and then God said, guess what? We're going to Right, make exactly. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> exactly. You know, or what you say out loud. And, uh, and, and the, now, help me understand, because you are absolutely right. There's, a lot of churches don't do this, do they? A lot of churches do new members class, but they may only make it only one or two sessions, right? But okay. what I think they're missing is that when you don't give new Christians or new members right. your vision and mission and what the key topics are, how do you expect them to remain engaged and stay engaged, yeah, right, as right. members, right? Because right. you can bring members in, but are they going to stay? It's like a job, right? Mm, you bet. If I like what I experience, I'm going to stick around. 
Right. If I don't like what I experience, I'm going to go find me something else to and do. That's why, and you know this now with the human relations work or human relations work you're doing and in, in where you're at. Onboarding is so it so is important. it's critical. Oh my goodness, it's critical. You don't get that right. In, in it, with the statistic I heard is they're gone within 90 days. Wow, they're gone within 90 days. If matter of fact, they're making a decision whether they stay or not in 30. Today. That makes sense. You know, and we're seeing a lot of that going on, right? The great resignation. Yes. Re- revisiting, <laughs> yes. re-imaging. Yes. And uh, I think it's truer today than ever before because particularly in a generational sense, you know, we've seen a lot of turnover with younger people just running through jobs, you yes. know, one after another. And there's yes. a lot of reasons for that, and I don't want to get into it. But uh, <clears throat> this is really important stuff, you know, that you get the onboarding, right? I know yep. the clients I work with, uh, I really, really, really emphasize this a lot, and it's 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 – like church or anything else, it's shocking how many of them don't really have a good onboarding program. Yeah, you're right. I mean, at my current church, so I'm a member of um, mm-hmm. Living Word Christian Center with Dr. Bill Winston. We actually have a video series that he does to make sure that every member understands what they're joining, right? Yeah. And so that's a very different experience than a lot of churches. Now, you shared with me in the green room that that uh, one of the things was a surprise that you got out of the, uh, a response on Amazon. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> why don't you share that with, with the folks? So I was reading my Amazon reviews over the weekend, and one of the reviewers said that they wish they had had this book when they were a new Christian because it discussed the key topics that they didn't really know until they had uh, been in church for a while. Right. And so then I was like, oh, so that means this book is not just for new members to a church who are new Christians, but also just new Christians in general to yeah. be able to go through. Yeah. Yep. That was a big revelation for you. Huge it? revelation yeah. for me because now I can share this book in a different way than maybe what I had intended. <laughs> yeah. Well, a broader scope. <laughs> yes, I mean, absolutely. This just opens up a whole, whole new, new area. Yes. And particularly out there when people are, are so engaged digitally now, yes. you know, and all that. Yes. That, that is also a subtext of really, this is not just for people that are new members. It's Correct. It's for people that are seeking, even seeking. Yes. You know, because now they start to see the foundational things. Yes. Of, what's this like to be, you know, a Christian? Yes. You know, what's exactly. that all about? Well, right. And then if I get involved with the church, you know, right. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things you uh, you put in that book though it was kind of interesting to me how to dress. Now, what's that? What's that about? So it was about it was about church attire, right? So I said in the I said in the book that I would recommend that you put on jeans and a polo shirt, but you have to follow the culture of your church. Right. So if your church is business casual, dress business casual. If it is business attire, dress business attire. If it's the Kentucky Derby, y'all know what the Kentucky <laughs> Derby is. Do that. But all I ask is that you follow. And make sure that the way that you dress is not only important and comfortable for you, but also to be in a sacred space, which is a church sanctuary. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So real quick before we close, what are any of your thoughts, if any, you know, about, you know, since we've been through COVID and everything, a lot of church was done online. Mm -hmm. So how does this apply to some of that? Do you have anything in there about that? So actually, I um, made it clear in the book that this that this these lessons can be done by Zoom, Google Meets, mm-hmm. Microsoft Teams, any of that, because I think that you can engage more people when you do things online than if you try to do it in person or do a hybrid. Right. Yeah, sure. Do some of your Christian education in person. Do some of it, you know, online. I was excited with a conversation I just had with somebody uh, this past week. And they were telling me about how, because of online, they really they liked it because they've been able to sample a couple of different types of uh, churches and everything like that. And they literally are doing Acts Church at their house. He's got 25 people over there every Sunday wow. sitting around watching this and then have engaging in, <laughs> in, in a meal and having a conversation. Wow. About it. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Uh, that, I just thought, wow, we're getting back to Acts Church again. <laughs> that, that was really, and who knew, right? Wow. <clears throat> I can't believe we're getting out of time. Listen, get out there and get a copy of Vanessa's book. You uh, 
Text us at 312-210-0603. And the first three that do that get a, a copy of Vanessa's book, uh, Foundation Basics for New Members, Teacher and Student Manual. Again, it's by Dr. V, the infamous Dr. V, because she is going to be so famous she's not even going to remember she was here one day. Okay? So stay tuned. We're going to come back, and we're going to roundtable a mystery guest. We're not going to tell you because you got to come back to find out what the mystery subject is. Okay? This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, I'm back here in studio with our guest, Dr. Vanessa Scott Thompson, Vice President of Program for Elam Christian Services, better known as Dr. V. And we have decided that we've got a mystery guest, I think, that everybody out there is going to relate to. And that is called Priorities. And <laughs> Dr. V came up with it because, you know, she's got a couple more things that got put on her plate. And how do we take and manage this? I think we're all, you know, some people want to call it work-life balance. On, but I think it's priorities. It's how mm-hmm. you prioritize something. And, and, you know, what's your secret with that, Dr. V? <sighs> I think my secret is that I, I've learned to, and I know this sounds really crazy, not only prioritize but to compartmentalize. So, for oh. example, so I am a VP of program right at Elam. So mm-hmm. when I go to work, I'm at work. When I leave work, I leave work there. So I know a lot uh-huh. of people would say, oh, you know, we become a 24-7, check your email and all that. No, you have to have clear boundaries because when mm-hmm. I leave work, I have to become a mom to my daughter, right? Yep. And be a wife to my husband once he gets home from work. I'm also, my parents are in their 80s, and so I'm part of a mm-hmm. rotation where I have, you know, why I help right. to provide some support, right? Right. Um, I have sisters. I try to see them. Maybe not as much as I would like, but I, I try to, you know, schedule them in. I'm also a board <laughs> member of an organization. Um, got this author stuff going now and doing some other little writing on the side. And what I've learned is that I need to compartmentalize, <laughs> prioritize, and then make sure that I have time for it all. And if I get to too much, then I need to say no. Bingo. Boy, you hit on something right there that I preach a lot to uh, folks, and I have to take my own advice most of the time. And that is one of the most powerful words you're ever going to learn is no, especially yes. in, in leadership. Well, not just in leadership. Women <clears throat> need to learn to say no. Okay. Why is that? Because a lot of times <clears throat> as women, when when things are put in front of us, we are enculturated to say yes to everything. Mm, right? Point. And as we grow older, we're like, well, why did we say yes to everything? But we really should have been taking a more closer look and saying, well, I don't know about that. Or let me think about that. Or just a flat out. No. So mm. my line is, and people make fun of me, I will say in a minute, I'm not interested. Mm. And when I say that, they know we That's don't, we don't have done. to continue that yeah, conversation. To, so how do you, you know, that's a great point. I get it. But how do you know what to say no to? Or how do you know what to prioritize? If it, it has to align to your, to your values, right? Okay. So for me, my values consist of my faith, my family, education, you know, trying to have another stream of income, those kind of things, or even helping to develop. I'm a mentor to some women who are working on their doctorates. It has to align to my oh, values okay. or what I'm interested in. And if right. it's not aligned to my values or what I'm interested in, right. I'm not interested. Right, exactly. <laughs> I have often made the comment, if you, in my grandfather, my father, would say, you know, if you do what you're passionate about, you'll never work a day in that, your life. That's the truth. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah, I and unfortunately, sometimes I'm so passionate about it, I work way longer than I should, way longer than I have the capacity to even function. And then it's like, okay, why did I do that? But, you know, you fall in love with stuff. 
You do. And, and, and you, you want to you help and everything. I had to learn a very valuable lesson to learn to say no. Mm, you do. Because I was just getting overwhelmed. Yes. And as I tell people, when you do that, when you, when you do, you're taking on more than you can take on and do competently, and then you're letting a whole lot of people down. Yes. When you take on too much. Yes. And it's just setting those boundaries, because you said very popular, it's setting the boundaries. Setting clear boundaries. Clear boundaries. Yes. Up. And I think in our 24-7 world we're living in now, it's The boundaries even, are bleeding oh, man. all over the place. They, they really are. They are. And, and so do you have any kind of thing that you've done that's been a, a, you know, really good, a practical kind of thing yes. to share? Okay. So, you know, we all have our calendars, right? right. So on my work calendar, I put my work stuff. Mm-hmm. And on my little Google calendar, right, mm-hmm. I put my personal stuff. Okay. I keep those two separate for a reason, right? Ah, you do. So that I don't, be, and I know some people would say, well, that's crazy because shouldn't it all be on the same thing? No, because again, when I'm not at work, I don't want to have to look at the work calendar to see what's happening in my personal life. Ah, very good. Right? Very good. I only want to see my personal life when I look at my personal life. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you do, I do a form of this because I've had to, because I've gotten overwhelmed with the campaign we ran and okay. the reaction that we got. I was not expecting it. I mean, so <clears throat> it was like this calendaring function on there and people going in there and my dance car was getting filled mm. up like you couldn't believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally didn't have time for bathroom breaks. Wow. It was just crazy. I didn't. Well, I got over that pretty quickly because then I had to learn putting time blocks yes. on my calendar. Yes. Is that something you do? I don't. But what I do, I do have a practice of at work, even though the last month is, I've gotten away from it a little bit. I try to have one day a week at work where I don't schedule any meetings mm. so that I can catch up on not just the emails, but, you know, all the stuff that people ask you to do during the week, right, that you yeah. kind of say, I'll get to it. Well, right. at some point, you have to actually get to it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, no, you can have a, you can have another meeting to discuss it. Well, I can beg, you know, I, I walked into an environment, this goes back a number of years ago as the age, when I was in the agency world, and walked into this endless meeting thing, right? And, you know, some of the best meetings are at the water cooler or down, down the hall, you're just having a casual meeting. You don't have to get a formal meeting. So what I did, and then, then it goes on and on, people showing up and drifting in whatever they wanted to. So I made it a rule. Number mm-hmm. one, the meeting will start on time. Yes. The door gets locked. Okay, you're you're not going to get in. I don't care what your excuse is, and the meetings are going to be conducted standing up. Mm. Because guess what? The feet will give out faster than that's the butt. right. Okay, <laughs> and our meetings got real short. I'm sure <laughs> they got a lot shorter. They got right to the priorities. And people people were showing up. We had an agenda. Correct. If you called a meeting, you better have an agenda. Correct. And uh, and they're going to end. <laughs> this isn't an on- and you can schedule the stuff beyond that. Right. Coffee talk. Right. Guess what happened? It cut the down the number of meetings. Of course it did. And people were having these sidebar meetings right. and being able to. And I think now in this digital world, it, it's even more so. Yes. Because now you can access people, you know, offline. You can chat with them. You yes. can do all kinds of stuff yes. with them. And uh, so, I, you know, not only maybe productive and efficient, the only downside to this, what's been going on, though, is this personal relational stuff, just like yes. you. That's why I wanted you in studio. I get it. Our show is so much richer when I can do that. I love I love the Zoom, and I yes. love the technology, and I love what God has provided to us with that. But it, it it lacks a little something. Well, yeah, because you can see the facial expressions, oh, yeah, it, the it, inflectionals, and oh, the tones. Oh my gosh! And absolutely. Yeah. And it, and, it, and and it's just you know for me, I'm just old school. You know, <laughs> so I'm used to. I want to see you. You know, I want I want to do that. You know, I, I want to get, get I want to get with you. You know, and uh, yeah, we have. So those are that's a very valuable tip. You're yep. keeping your calendar separate. I do keep okay. my calendar separate. Is there anything else that you might share? So with the other against? thing, this is funny. I have two phones. I have a work phone and a personal phone. Really. And 
there's a certain time in the evening where I turn my work phone off. Okay. Very good. So you've again set I have clear, to take clear, clear boundaries, boundaries clear because boundaries. I have an eight-year-old that I have to take care of in yeah. the evening, right? You so, bet. Yep. You bet. That's good for you. Yep. That's great. Now, I know that pe- there are people I know that do have that mm-hmm. system, and, yes. and it works for them, and they're very busy people, yes. you know, but it works for them. But, you know, I never really had a, a, a deep conversation about that, mm. why they do it that way. Now I understand, particularly you're saying it, mm-hmm. yeah, two cal- I never wanted two calories because then I'm a, I get, get, you know, it's like, oh, geez, you know, what am I doing? <laughs> but you're absolutely right. I think I'm going to take your advice on that. I'm <laughs> going to set up a separate uh, social calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have the, you know, we're out we're beyond, you know, the kids thing and all that stuff now. So my, you know, that part of my life is a little different than what it got was, it. you know. Uh, but yeah, you, know, you got set set time side time also, which you just prompted me with is uh, yep. date nights. I uh, we kind of neglect that a little bit for COVID, and uh, yeah, you know, and I, I got to get yeah. back to that again. <laughs> yeah, you know? I was gonna say just prioritizing the time is important. We wow. all get the same amount. You know, uh, have you ever heard of Zig Ziglar? Yes. Zig Ziglar is very famous and obviously a Christian brother. Okay. But he said something, you know, one time that's so profound. I saw him live and he said, do you know how to spell love? Mm. T-I-M-E. That makes sense. Boy, that was profound. Mm. That is profound. It's not about quality time you know mm. it's just the, it's time you that know makes sense. spending the time yep and the other thing i got a tip i'll leave real quick is the fact that um young man was talking to his dad you know about uh, you know listening to him his dad was yeah okay i'm listening he was doing something on texting he said no dad listen with your eyes mm. Ooh, yeah. wow eye contact yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen with your eyes <laughs> oh i can't believe our time is up already get out there and text at 312-210-0603 with the keyword G7, and I'm going to get you some information about forming a, a chapter, coming to a chapter meeting here in Chicago. Boy, this thing is going like a freight train. Also, make sure you get out there uh, to get one of uh, Dr. V's books, 312-210-0603, with the keyword foundation, and the first three people get a book. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.